It was supposed to be routine. The space race was at such a furious pace already that even the media had grown weary of all the success. Oh, hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. The plan was to land on the moon, explore the Ibrium Basin, and conduct geological experiments, then head home. Not what happened this day in weather history. We really are an idiotic species when you hear stories like that, I gotta be honest. Somehow, spaceflight was now boring. I mean, we've already landed on the moon in 1969, only a few months later, and ugh, do we really have to cover this story? Anyway, on April 11th of 1970, Apollo 13 was to be the third lunar landing mission, and all went well at launch from Cape Canaveral, Florida. Aboard were astronauts James Lovell, John Swigert, and Fred Hayes. In the Hollywood film, Tom Hanks portrayed Commander Jim Lovell, Bill Paxson played Fred Hayes, and Kevin Bacon was John Swigert. The all-star cast retelling a pivotal moment in human history, really. So where were they off to? The mission's destination was the Framaro Highlands of the Moon. But after an oxygen tank exploded on the evening of April 13th, the plan swiftly pivoted from exploration of moon rocks to execution of a rescue mission. And this rescue became a real high-wire act. On that fateful April 13th, Apollo 13, ironically enough, was just over 200,000 miles. That's 322,000 kilometers from Earth. These boys were a long way away. This is the crew of Apollo 13, wish everybody there a nice evening, and uh, we're just about ready to close out our function of Aquarius and get back to a pleasant evening at Odyssey. Good They were actually prepping to enter the moon's weak orbit the next day, and from there, they dropped the lunar lander, and Lovell and Hayes would become the fifth and sixth men to walk on the moon. That was the plan, anyway. The night before that approach, those plans blew up. Literally, when oxygen tank number two blew up. We may have had an instrumentation problem, flight. Roger. And we had a pretty large bang associated with the um, caution and warning there. Disabling the normal supply of oxygen, electricity, light, and water. All of which, wicked necessary when you're in the vacuum of space. Hey, uh, we've had a problem here. Say again, please. Oh, here's the It was a massive understatement. It got a lot worse from there, though. In the scramble to analyze the situation, Commander Lovell looked out of the left-hand window of the spacecraft, and it was then that he observed that they were venting gas. And there's one whole side of that spacecraft missing. Is that right? Okay, copy that. Farewell, Aquarius, and we thank you. That was actually the command module's oxygen. The landing mission now had to be aborted. No oxygen in the command module equaled disaster and likely death for all three astronauts. That immediately added up to a scrubbed lunar landing, and that ultimately resulted in dreams being dashed for both Lovell and Hayes. And if that weren't bad enough, as fast as the command module was losing pressure, its fuel cells also died. So now how do we get back to Earth? Mission Control had a plan. But again, like in the movies, 
It was a long shot and probably won't work, but it's all we've got. The crew were instructed to move to the lunar module. Okay, now let's everybody keep cool. We got the uh, limb still attached. The limb spacecraft's good, so if we need uh, to get back home, we got a limb to do a good portion of it with. This miracle of science and engineering was now basically a space lifeboat. And it was a tow truck at the same time, as it was now going to drag the command module back to Earth for re-entry, then jumpstart it for the approach. I told you, it's a long shot, and it might not work, but it's all we got. Okay, I want you to double-check my arithmetic to make sure we got a good course aligned. Go fly. How's the arithmetic? Stand by, we're checking. And the math was good. The only thing that the crew had to do now, the mission control hoped that there would be no problems with this, would be the re-entry into Earth's orbit and the eventual splashdown, safe and in one piece, for the return to Earth. For that, I'm going to turn to space writer and meteorologist at the Weather Network, Mr. Scott Sutherland. With all the problems that plagued the Apollo 13 mission, one of the few things that went right for the astronauts was the weather at their splashdown site, east of Fiji in the South Pacific Ocean. Had Murphy's Law continued to plague them, bringing severe weather such as a tropical cyclone to the splashdown zone, they would have been forced to divert to another site, which may have been difficult in their damaged spacecraft. Upon their return to Earth, Lovell, Swigert, and Hayes were greeted by partly cloudy skies, light winds, and a balmy 26 degrees Celsius. Perfect weather conditions to end a journey fraught with danger. Thanks a lot for that, Scott. Really appreciate it. But this is not the way they drew it up when they made that launch back in 1970 on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is April 12th, and we're staying with weather and space launches. This time, STS number one. You know what that is. It's the birth of the space shuttle. This day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.